Okay, next Perek, Ali Shur, page Kuf Pei, Perek Rishon in the second part of the second shower. I'm actually re-recording this because somehow the the recording didn't save on my phone last night, so we're going to give it a second go. Hopefully, uh, maybe I, I, I said something that should be left out or left out something that should have been said, but hopefully we will get to it. Page Kuf Pei, Perek Rishon, Lufnei Kol, Aveda Musaris. Before, as, we, as we're getting into, we spoke last week about going from the theoretical to the practical in a certain sense, uh, but again, that comes along with many hakdamas. I will mention one thing as we start um, that I saw that I think is appropriate and will tie into a point that we're going to make later on. Uh, Rav Chaim Levitz in the Sichas Musar, Maimar Yud Gimel, he makes a point, uh, speaking about Yaakov, we'll we try to tie it in a little bit to the parish if we can. But Rav Chaim Shulavis asks, how was it that Yaakov, after he had had a, uh, he was told to go to base Lavan, he was going to start Klal Yisrael, how was it that Lavan stopped off in the base Medrash Shem Weber for 14 years? He explains that Yaakov understood that the Knisa to base Lavan, Mechayeves Hachana Gedayla, that was part and parcel to be able to do something, if it requires Hachana, a person can't, uh, can't engage the activity without doing the required Hachana, that's part of it. So in order to accomplish the task that he was sent to do, that, that, that included and that required a certain hachana. And he says, That the world in which we now find ourselves in, that we are living in, if we are going to engage properly in Aravoda, we are now living in Beis Lavan. So, not just in order to understand that it requires Hachana, but I think that what he's saying also, and what we'll try to say, is that the Torah itself, we know that Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov represent the different things, that what we, uh, what we get from Yaakov Avinu specifically is the Hachana that we need to be successful, and we'll speak that out soon. Matsinu Bachazal says, Revolve. The Rambam Shechibshu Klalim Lemitzvais Hatayra. We see that Chazal and the Rambam, the Rishayim, they looked for Klalim Lemitzvais Hatayra. And it's Ayin Aisam Khan, and we're going to mention some of them. The main point that we are making is not so much that we're going to flesh out each one of these individual points. Uh, there's there's different ways that a person can find a window into the center, right? If a per, as a, a Yontif approaches, any Yontif, whether it's Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Purim, Pesach, I don't know if anybody else, you, know, you, get, you get a hargasha almost that maybe I should spend the entire year just preparing for this Yontif. I'll spend half the year preparing for Pesach and the other half the year spending from Yom Naram and everything. Every time you look at something, you say, well, this, this is what it's all about. This is the entrance point into all avodah. This is where all avodah centers on. And it's not really a wrong approach other than the fact that it's true for everything. When, when you find a window into a voda, so then that can really act as a point to open up everything else, and depending where a person is holding it in their voda in the year, so that can become a tzur that you build everything around and put everything into a particular context. I think we quoted one time, I believe I saw it in uh, Rav Maisha Shapiro, uh, Sefer that was, that was put out recently on the Yid Gimel Ekrim, but he said that even the Maharal, who has, has so much in writings, everything he said really boils down to a couple of points. Or, and, you know, the idea is, is that after a, or you see enough of how you speak something out, it, it, it's not just a, a loose bag of, of parts. A kaimas adam, a tsura, is not just a bag of bones and muscle and tissue and blood. If it doesn't combine into one tsura that's, that's working uh, collectively with a certain dynamic, so then it, it, doesn't, it doesn't tie together into a particular picture. So we're going to see that Chazal and the Rishainim, as they approached Avoda, built a certain tsura, each one different. Each one was their way of putting it together or their window into it, and each one could be fleshed out from Como, but there was an idea and to build a surah out of it, to build a structure, and that that we're going to discuss the benefits of that. What is a parasha katana that all of the parts of Tyra are tully in it? 
Bechol Dra'em, we could say the Gufei Torah is the, the, the parts that we find, the actual mitzvahs, the Guf is the, the Kali for something. What we find that all of the parts in the Torah that we're going to interact with, Bechol Dra'checha De'eyu, Vehu Yishar Archeisecha. In all of your ways, you should know HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and He will direct your paths. Bechabakov Hamidin Al-Achas, Betzadik Be'emunaso Yichya. Tzadik shall live in his emuna. We'll leave it at that. V'yahavta l'reyecha k'maycham rabbi kiva z'akla gadol b'tayra. Bereshis Rabbah, he says, uh, we, we, well, we know this, thinks the song. Rabbi Kiva says, V'yahavta l'reyecha k'maycha. Why, why v'yahavta l'reyecha k'maycha? It seems like ben adon l'chavero. What about ben adon l'makom? Okay, but the idea of, of putting it together into a klal. The Rambam in Perakei of Meshmeinah Prakim. Ritzorach ha'adam sh'yishabed k'yachais nafsho kulam l'fiyadas. A person has to uh, be meshabed, uh, sub- subdue, or make it subservient to, uh, whatever it is. All of his koyiches and nefesh, all of his uh, psychological abilities, his emotional abilities, whatever it is, everything has to be meshubed to his das, to his integrated chachma, to, uh, however you want to define it. V'yosim l'neged enav tamit tachlas achas. And k'neged, his, his, his uh, interface, k'neged, his eyes, whatever he does, he has to always have one tachlas in front of him. V'hi hasogas Hashem izvarach a person has to has to uh to, to be masig to to reach to understand uh, to come to an understanding to relate to a kaddish baruch hu kefi his yechayles right the ladas kefi yechayles adam ladas so to know how kaddish baruch hu ukvar klalay chachmenu is a chorana levracha zeha inyan kulo bektsara b'milos muatos chazal encapsulated this. Moira alzeha inyan hayra shlema ma'od ad kishata tivchan kaitzer hamilos until that you're going to see the choice the words that they came up with echsipru zeha inyan agadol asher chibru bo chaburim loishlemu books could be written about this to try to explain this just to dance around the edges to not get to the point that's going to specifically encompass <coughs> this idea teida shenemar bekoya chaloiki bloy safek. We have all of these, you know, now that we have the benefit of, of Chazal and the Rishonim, we take some of this for granted, but the Rambam was so blown away by the fact that, <coughs> that Chazal was able to have this almost like, I guess, this, this, this short uh, saying that could just encompass everything that you could discuss and discuss and discuss. <speaking in Hebrew> that all of your acts should be L'Shem Shemayim. We, we, we mentioned... I mentioned, I think one time before, I saw that somebody had asked Rabbi Victor Miller if this was, I think this is the way they're remembering it, that somebody asked if this was your last day, what would, you know, how would you, uh, you know, what would you do on your last day? And one of the questions and answers, and I believe his answer was, well, that would depend. If it was time to daven or learn, then I would daven or learn. And if it was time to take a nap, then I would take a nap. Meaning that all, you know, because we live our lives in a certain way, so, you know, if we knew it was our last day, well, I don't know, we take, take a day off of work and spend the entire day in the base medrash, you know, reconcile your, you know, whether you owe people money and vice versa, but that's only because we have things hanging out there. Theoretically, a person should live their life, or not theoretically, we don't say that 90% of our life is mundane and our abode only takes place in 10% of the day. To say that, that we live bidiyevet lives other than a small sliver. Our entire life should be within the Geder of Avoda. We live in the Oil that includes all sorts of things eating, drinking, you know, interacting, sleeping, uh, working, all of these things. But we live a life of Avoda. But in any event, what, what was this necessity to do so? We have Tayyag Mitzvahs, we have a Tyra, we have a Shulchan Aruch. What was the imperative to go make it? And we see over and over again that there's a certain klaal. A person could get up, we discussed uh, in certain other areas uh, of, of the Sefer, you know, from Kaito, you know, where a person can go through the motions and not pay attention. But even more than that, right? If a person is going, they say, but if a person wouldn't build a tzura, a person wouldn't build a structure, they wouldn't extract the cloud. They would go through their day and they would just have 613 mitzvahs with all of the branches and all of the things. What would be lacking that a person doesn't create and abstract some sort of a cloud to go through? without forming this uh, this uh, this klal. And this is going to be the question. We're going to go through the piece, and then I will hopefully come back a little bit and address it through the eyes of, of uh, or, or through the, the avod that we can take out, like we said of Yaakov, who is an ishtam. And if you look at Onkelos on the Pasuk, he says that as a, a lesson of shlemus, 
So, but in, in any event, we'll come back to, to Shlemus as a tzura uh, for Avoda. But for now... But for now, it's an expression in English. Also, not to a person who doesn't see the forest for the trees. It's possible that a person can have, uh, if you look in the Hakdama to Derech Hashem, he discusses the idea of the difference between having a lot of growth in, uh, versus having an organized garden. Uh, you can have a lot of uh, individual ideas until you understand what's the cause and what's the effect, what's the premise, what's the outcome, what's the rule and what's the exception so certainly even if you would just memorize every single every single idea and you would be like a robot but in terms of being Madame Milsa La Milsa in terms of building a structure in terms of understanding how to apply it like we'll see that the Ramban is going to the Ramban is going to say that not every the Torah doesn't address every single situation uh, in explicit terms otherwise it would be bigger than the universe itself but in terms of the, the, the words that are there. But what the Torah does, we're going to see if you plot enough points around a graph, right? You put all the plots around the circle. All of a sudden, a shape begins to emerge and you understand what Yashris is, what Ratz and Hashem is. And now you understand in its entirety what, how a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants you to, uh, to act to build this cloud. So he says that a person can entirely lose the forest for the trees. He sees the specifics and he doesn't see it for the he keeps all of the details. He doesn't understand what it is that a Kodesh Baruch wants from him. Like the Messiah Sharm talks in the beginning that people had, and some of the uh, the ideas that the Messiah Sharm says in the beginning, whether it's uh, whether it's saying a lot of Tehillim, I don't know whether it's saying fast, fasting, certain things that the Messiah Sharm says, people have this mistaken idea of what it means to be a chassid and they're busy, I don't know, rolling around in the snow and they say Tehillim all day. Later on, and Hasidus, he comes back, he talks about some of these things as vehicles that a person can use for growth. But if a person understands that that's what Hasidus is, they've, they've lost the point. They see the Pratim, but they've lost sight of the Klal. Certainly, what does a person can say? The, the, the mitzvahs have a tachlis. It's not just a, a bag of specifics. Like anything in life, if a person wants to have a rutzen to have a place to live, uh, or they want to run a company that's going to design a certain function. So as you get farther and farther down the chain, down the supply chain and the management, everything is going to have a certain place and time and universe in how it operates. But as you, as you, uh, you, you go up, you're not sure how to go in a certain situation, or you under, want to understand why two things seem to be in conflict, right? Uh, the example, I don't know if we gave it over here, some place else, right, if you have a machine and the one part of the machine heats up and another part of the machine cools it off and then one thing seems to be gathering things in, another thing seems to be keeping things out, but if you understand the true of the entire machine, so you understand why these things seem to be in conflict if, and they seem to not necessarily be even operating together, the mitzvahs are designed like we, we they get discussed in terms of like the Ramach Evarim and the Sagidin that there's a certain structure to things and the mitzvahs are each expressive of a certain part of that overall structure so Belimud Shmaitza Pashidhu Shmaitza Pashidhu it's Pashid to all of us that as a person learns Halacha Shemerova Pratim Uvan Besogya Achas Tzrichem Li Pashid if a person wants to understand halacha, then they need to be able to extract a principle, and we're going to give an idea. Halamdin omed al klal b'chol sugya. A person who's halamdin is able to uh, be omed on this principle in every sugya. Kamosha mitzina above mitzia. We're going to give an example. We don't have to get lost in the halachic details of it, but just to understand what he's talking about. If a person says. He claims that he was he was paid that there's no obligation for something that's a institutionalized something that's a a, a, a formal legislated payment by Bezdin. So it's in place and he owes it. He can't just dismiss it. We'll see. My time. call my Bezdin. Come dummy. Because if a person has a claim for something that is a, a instituted payment of Bezdin, so then it says if they're holding on to a star, what's going to be an example? What are you even telling me? It's wonderful. 
that you have this principle, there's an explicit mission on point. If a person, a woman has a get, and there's no ksuba over there, she's able to collect her ksuba anyway, even though she doesn't have the document. But since it's a Maisa Bezdin, so she's entitled to collect the ksuba. So this is the same exact thing. It's even better. It's in the context of a din. So Amr Le'ilav, the Daloi Chaspa, if I hadn't picked up the shard, it's like on the seabed, you'll have like a certain shard or whatever it is, a certain piece of clay, pottery, a shell, I don't know what it is. And if you pick it up, so then the pearls are going to be underneath. And he frames it like this. Had I not lifted the chaspa for you, Lomashkachas, Marganisa, Tusa, then you wouldn't have been able to give access to the pearl. What does this mean? And Rav Yerucham says, Let me explain what's going on over here. The halacha itself, the, the raw material of the sugya is the chaymer. Which was a particular application, a particular case. But the, over, the overarching structure, the klal gadol, is hatoin achamayi zebezin loyamar klum. We'll see why it's referred to as pottery, as pottery or whatever it is, clay versus the pearl. That would seem to be less important. But his problem was, Rav Yochan's problem is that, that, is that Rav Chibar Abba didn't distinguish. He just said these are two different ideas. One of them relates to the other. So if you have A, why do you need B? And he wasn't understanding this process of relating to a klal and a prat. That the the principle is mislabish; it's enclosed in, right? And if something is wearing is wearing clothing, uh, the the Baltani brings this example different in a different case, right? It, it doesn't mean that you don't see the person if a king is wearing his robes and you you go relate to the king. So it's not the robes have independent identity; it's enclosed; it's an interface; it's a way to relate to it. The principle is enclosed in the uh, in the chaymer. So before we say. In other words, there could be different halachas that on its face seem seem similar or the same. And working backwards, you could say, oh, it's clear, but it's not. For instance, I don't know, let's say a person... Uh, whether it's opening bottle caps on Shabbos or ripping uh, toilet paper that's perforated, or ripping open a package of of napkins, uh, right? The, the, there are certain things. One could be maybe being misak in a kli. One could be an issue of destroying packaging. If they're coming from different principles of a halacha, so a person who doesn't understand the principle and then he works his way back outwards, the Rabbi Ribi at Shabbos books are very good in this regard. Actually, it starts off with how the malacha, the principle of the malacha worked in the Mishkan. Zoireya is, uh, is, is something that fosters growth, right? And Chayresh is preparing earth for growth. So when you look at it, you could say, well, what I'm doing, is it preparing for further growth? Is it, is it uh, you know, when you clear out rocks off of a garden, if you're pruning a tree, right? Is something within one malacha, is it something within another malacha? Until, until you don't know what the principle is behind it, so working backwards, you can end up with contradictions. And then if you align something and you decide that, well, you know, since you can uh, rip something for purpose A, well, that means that ripping must be mutter. And then you apply it to another context and you can come out with a, with a total khurban. So he says that the marganisa is the halacha lamaisa because lamaisa, the pearl that you have is the practical application. We discussed last time the, the chitzonius of something, the maisim, we're talking about maisim katanim. That's be'etzim, the pearl, the application, the ilamasiya. Vitsura is hadavar b'shem chaspa. Vitsura is more abstract. This is what he calls chakpa. Raka'inian mufshet lo mashi lamaisa. So the, 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 the abstract concept is not, is not, is not applied immediately. But don't think really the chaymer is the raw material until you put the stamp in it. Then, uh, or like in other words, like a stamp in clay, uh, you know, so that it comes out with a shape. It's really just raw material. Don't think that the chaspas or that the clay, pottery is worth less than the pearl, because the truth is, without the without the tzura of looking at it, you don't know if you're looking at uh, costume jewelry or you're looking at a diamond until you understand the what you're looking at in terms of the oilamasia, in terms of the avoda. So then you don't even have a structure to relate. To it, and this is coming from Das Chacham Moser from Yevi Rocham. Halamdon Yodeya Lahafshit as Hatzura Me Alachas Apratias. Halamdon is somebody who understands how to. 
how to uh, uh, take, how to extract the rule and understand the klal from the pratim. The way that we look at the world, the way that we look at avoda, the, uh, there's no less of a, it, it's, there could be that there's a different limit, but the understanding we spoke yesterday, last time or two times ago, you learn Chayvis Halavavis, it's a Rishon, it's at the time, a person who's at the time of Rashi, you learn Rabbeinu Yon is a Rishon, you learn the Ramchal, it's no different than learning up a piece of we are talking about principles of life, and they're no different in Hilchas Yisai De Taira that a person has to come to clarity than it is in the world of Halacha. And therefore, this idea of understanding that a person has to have a klal and build a structure in order to relate to the pratim and know and know how to uh, how to put them together into a dynamic uh, view that can be usable. So that's no less over here. And this is what the uh, the Chazal and the Rambam were going on when they were trying to come up with the Klal. Even midos that would seem to be separately applied, we, we've discussed a few times already that find what it means to find the middle road. A person who understands that they have a certain tachlis, an educator who has to be an educator. A, a person sometimes it means to be the disciplinarian, and sometimes it means to see something and to be able to look the other way. Those are not contradictory. Those are using the midos in a way that they're all designed towards a centralized tachlis. So that every mida has a certain application, but that application is a prat within the greater Tzurah. And this is what we find by the, uh, the, the Balei Kulon that they revealed, they stripped away the, to, the, to get to the Tzurah. And they came to a specific approach, and he's going to give three examples to see what we're talking about. Lambda Namiti. Right, because we discussed last time. So th- th- there's a certain there's a certain danger. On one hand, it's very easy to just say, you know, be a good person, be a bal chesed, olam chesed ibana, and then you come to a place where chas v'shalom person could end up outside dal ramas of Allah. I don't want to insult somebody, even though the hechshir is not right. So a person has to understand that there's a way, there's a hachana in how we're trying to do things. It doesn't mean that the pratim that the outcome of things isn't important, but what it does mean is that to be able to understand the specifics in context and even understand what it is that you're looking at. You have to understand it in the context of a tzura. Uh, so he says, a person who is working on specific midos therefore requires a certain maturity until you're going to have, you know, a 15, 16, 18, 20, whatever it is, year old person, and he's going to go through a, a, a book on midos, and he's going to see a particular chumrah, he's going to go through shari tshuva, who knows, and he's going to see something that's fire and brimstone, he's going to take on a certain hanhaga that is, is clearly either not in line with his personality, or it's not in line with where he's holding, or it's taken out of context, or it was stated by uh, in a Godel biography in a specific way for a specific person that it was trying to be exempl- it, it was exemplifying a certain idea and he takes this not understanding where this prod is coming from and applies to himself working on practical midos requires a certain maturity and he says therefore until a person gets there a person has to really work on building the klal until a person until a person builds this surah so they might not have the life experience, the maturity, the hechetimtza to work on specific on specific midos. But again, we'll speak out a little bit, but each one of these could be a whole world view. The, the idea that we're trying to get to is understanding this dynamic of a tzura and a, of a klal and a prat. By the way, in the, in the history of the Musr movement, he says that the Chaznish would not seem to be one of the personalities that we would necessarily mention. The Chaznish personally was a symbol. He was a he was an an, an emblem. He he, he uh, personified a life of Musr. 
and you can look in the Kavit Zegris. So he says, even though the Chaznish doesn't necessarily seem to fit in the personalities that we mentioned in terms of addressing in Musar, but that's, for our point, for our purposes, that's semantics, and the Chaznish was a living uh, Sefer of Musar. Number one, which, by the way, is, uh, I don't know if it's exactly how I've uh, been through the whole thing, I don't think, but um, I've seen it, uh, this has been translated to English as well. So right out of the gate, the Chaznish says that there is one central Mida for good and for bad. And it's going to be interesting that these, that means that these are two sides of a coin. It's going to be interesting to see what his two parallels are. Number one, Hamida hara he has nacha the neglect the abandon as a chayim ativim al mehalcham hativi letting going with the flow, being reactive to things, letting things stay their course, right? Not being in the driver's seat, being passive. Ubli kolishdalus yishdalim b'midas haros kulon, and therefore this will allow things to take their natural course. The worst will be brought out of you. Everything bimkaimo yiyakai. You'll be a wonderful kaisan, and no game, take revenge. Obviously, people have different character traits. Some people are more susceptible than one than one or the other. However, if a person goes with the flow and just becomes reactive as he is, and he lets his natural tendencies take over without being in the driver's seat, that is where the natu- the the natural, so to speak, tendencies to the negative will take over, and he will cultivate and become entrenched in negative midos. Everything the, the way it is. Hamida toivahi hahaskama hamuchletes and absolute commitment it doesn't mean that you always make the right choice right but a person makes a commitment to make uh, to make executive to give priority the, the ethical imperative this 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 he doesn't go with the flow he's in the driver's seat whenever things happen he says al taivani you know, it's interesting. I think we mentioned once before also the Nefesh Chaim discusses it. The Adam Rishon Kaidem Achet, you know what it means that the Yetzirah became internalized instead of external. And we discussed, you know, as we are, we say, I want the chocolate cake, but I know that I shouldn't. The, the, uh, the, the, there's a book that I saw on things on teen self-esteem. So it's not talking about the Yetzirah in spiritual terms, but he says, you know, the, the, one of the biggest uh, points of confusion is that the Yetzirah, for his purposes, has the name I. And that's very confusing because we end up thinking, I want something, but we have the little voice on our shoulder which says, don't do it. But in principle, what, what if it was always that I want the good thing and there was some sort of an external sickly force or an external force that was telling us, oh, you know that, uh, that, that you should really do the opposite from that. So for the way we, we align ourselves with the Yetzirah, with the Taiva, we think that that's Be'etzim who we are. And then the Yetzirah Tov comes and says, no, you don't want that. That's the way right now it's set up. So, but, so, so he says, we, if we take an absolute commitment to, to, to let really who we are, we're a chelik elokami mal, maybe Adam Rishon Kaidem Achet, we would personally have been more in touch with that positive quality. As it is, it, it happens to be not like that. So says the Chazanish, what is the approach since abandoning oneself to one's drives the way they are, to let it go with the flow, the haznacha, the abandonment to letting it go is going to be the root of every, everything negative will come out of that, each one in its context. So the opposite of that is making a commitment that as a person is in a place where they make a decision, they have an approach, whatever it may be, that they're going to awaken and allow their seichel, their, their musari, their ethical imperative according to the lines of the taira, not just, you know, regular like be a nice guy type of, type of idea, that that's going to control them. And then each one in its application. It's not that you're working on everything at the same time. Each one in its place, but you'll be working on all Midos at the same time. Now, important over here, the this it can't be half. Now that we're building a tour, we're talking about how you're looking at the world, how you're interacting, how you're relating to decisions. This can't be half-baked. You can't have this in the morning and then not in the afternoon because in the morning is when I work on it and then the afternoon I shut it off and I do natural. We're talking about developing an approach to how you relate to all over. So this, if this becomes your default, this can't become half-baked. 
Yashpiu alav lebechiras atov who shoev peshat toivel atoivli mitzarim. He lives, we've said, as a ben oilam haba. What a person does to be a ben oilam haba, it doesn't mean, and therefore you'll be entitled to schar later. Being a ben oilam haba means where you are now, your perspective, you're living a nitzchi life. A person who is a ben oilam haba, so then there was the, the, uh, the, the, Geshra Chaim, this famous song, Abi Rottenberg's song, uh, that talks about, you know, the twins in the womb, right? Uh, a Ben Oilam Haba, a person who lives like with their GPS, where th- someone goes redirecting a service who's Tipisa Yoshua, it's a watchtower, they have a long view, they had an existence, they will have another existence later, the bridge between those two existences is framed as life. Life is a period of avoda, where we connect to the, the transition that's going to be a life after afterwards and we think that that would be when we're in this situation instead of understanding that the next world is the house that's the main event that's what our Kaddish Baruch wanted to build it's just that we couldn't have appreciated and lived in the house not until there was a entrance way into it and therefore the preparation to get to the main event is this world and we think of this world as this is the main main world and then the next world is the trophy that's the dessert but until you're not a Ben Oilam Haba until you don't understand what world you're living and I'm living in a nitzchi world. The way to get there and appreciate it is through the avoda of life, everything in context. So until a person doesn't get there, once he is there, so then he's going to be shayef, he's going to strive, he's going to have ambition for good, there's not going to be any borders because he's not fitting the world perspective into his limited frame of reference, he's plugging his limited frame of reference into something that's much larger than himself. Obstacles are, right, in like a corporate context, you say that, that there aren't problems, there are opportunities for advancement, or however you want to say it. When, if the world is designed for us to get closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu, there isn't something that's an impediment, there's something to be used in one way or another, that that, that, that is part of how we get close, that, that's a tool that we have to make, so, so he said, that we have to use. He says, He's never going to become satisfied, right? If, if we would see a printout of how we're doing as against our potential, we will never be doing better than our potential because it's something that we did, right? So if a person knows that he can do more and that he's here with a purpose, like the famous Mashal of Chavetz Chaim, you know, a person goes to a faraway land to collect jewels and then all of a sudden, instead of collecting the diamonds in the street, he gets confused and he starts, you know, collecting... I don't know, chicken fat or whatever, because that, that's the currency in that faraway land. But, uh, but in any event, a person's never going to become satisfied because they understand that they're living and they're relating to an oilam that's nitzchi, right? They're relating to, to, to the oilam MS, so then they're not going to become satisfied by things that in this world are, this is an oilam of, of limitation and this is an oilam asiyah, but they relate to everything that this world is really be'etzim ha'hechetimtza to relate to, an, uh, to a, a nitzchi process. To make one point, just because on the parsha and Rav Victor Miller, uh, it's from his uh, from the Terrace of Victor from a couple of years ago. He discusses when a, the, the whole Maisa with Yaakov and Esav of the brachas, and he says that Chazal tell us that the day that that Esav came back was the day that Avraham Avinu uh, was nifter and Yaakov Avinu was preparing the suda. It says, of course, Esav in principle believed in Olam Haba. He grew up with Yitzchak and Rivka, and he, he, he certainly believed that it happened. However, a person who, like we said, that life is a bridge, even when something comes to an end in this world, that doesn't impact what might not have fit the way that he wanted things to be, but that is not going to shake his his faith, his amuna, his world view, his perspective, because something that happened in this world took a left turn. Avram Avinu was the one who innovated in a certain sense, right? He, he brought HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Hakar of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Adonai into the world. Avram Avinu was the patriarch of the family. Esav related to Avram Avinu, I, I mean, like I, we saw already that by Malki Tzedek, he says like, uh, that, that he greeted Avrama first. I mean, Avrama Vinu was a figure that we can't even speak about uh, like, like more than a malach. Esav heard of Victor Miller's words, he, the news, the terrible news that Avram passed away and he lost a certain amount of confidence in the Eilam Abba. He lost his footing and he fell down from the great Madrig of the family. Rav Chaim Shmulevitz talks about by the Egel that when a person is shaken, when all of a sudden something happens that throws him off his equilibrium, that is the worst time to make a decision. Right? Abraham J. Tversky is outside 
Chazal uh, used to say that whenever he would send a, an email or a letter when he was angry, whatever it was, he would send the email or the letter, but he would read it first the next day when it wasn't mitzad, um, when it wasn't coming from an emotion. And even if he ended up saying sending the very same thing, he would change the tone. He would change even if the substance stayed the same. When a person makes the decision in a, in a state of not being basically, not being in equilibrium, we talked about kas as being avodazara inside of a person. But over here, Esav was shaken, and at that point, he lost a certain amount of confidence. And he, he says, the uh, Victor Miller says, that it's not a matter of believing in the afterlife. It's not a matter of believing in Oilam Haba. If you want to see this, by the way, as Parshas told us, number three on the Torah of Victor website. But it's not a matter of believing in Oilam Haba. What Yaakov Avinu recognized about Esav was that the person who was going to be the Bechar, the person who was going to be the anchor and the, the Shairesh of Klal Yisrael, had to be a Ben Oilam Haba. He had to be living in a world, in Oilam and Nitzchi. That's how he related to the world. If Esav was so shaken, it's not a matter of Esav was not in a position to be the Bukhar the, the of Yisrael. By the way, just to make one other point, just my own thought, I think, that you know, people say, or you know, in third grade Tyra, so Yitz, we, Yaakov ended up getting the brachas, Yaakov's Klai Yisrael, and Esav signs Yaakov, Esav goes off, he's the guy and finished. So we say, well, Yitzchak made a big mistake. Yitzchak really wanted to be Esav the brachas. So it would have been Eloke Avram, Eloke Yitzchak, Eloke Esav. And Yaakov, so what Yaakov? Yaakov would have been the guy. It would have been Yaakov Zonias Esav. Yaakov is Yisham Yoshev Alim Lechatchila. It's all it, it, until you flesh it out. We don't realize. We'll see later on that Avram was, you know, related to Havod as a Har. Yitzchak relates to the Sod, and Yaakov is the bias. Yitzchak related to him as a Sod. Esav was Ish Sada, right? He, he was Yodeya uh, Tzayid. Okay, so Rashi says that he entrapped people through the words, but there was some sort of an alignment between the Midah of Yitzchak and Esav, we'll see, that if a person, Be'etzim, we live in the world of Avaida. Yes, so there is a Makom for being, and, and this seems to be, at least one may perhaps one perspective, that Yaakov was going to be Ishtam Yashiv Alim, but in terms of the Messiah, in terms of the Avoda of a Jew in the world, so there is Makom to be an ish sada to be to be in in the trenches. There are twelve shvatim. There's makom. There's makom for everything. So if a person would be living as a ben oilam haba, so Esav yeah would have been in the sada, and it could be that that's be'etzim where the primary avoda in this world would have been, and there would have been a partnership between Esav and Yaakov, and that comma that Yaakov would have been in a certain way the more spiritual one, but that the avoda would have been taking place be'etzim be'etzim through Esav, and maybe you could even say uh, I don't know right. So then if we everyone knows like. Leah was supposed to marry Esav, what would that mean? That would mean that who would have come from Esav? If you frame it like that, Yehuda, the Malchus would have come from Esav. Reuven, the Bechor would have come from... The, all of the practical... Levi would have come, it seems, from uh, from Esav, I guess. Right? But the 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 practicality of Avoda when in the universe and the perspective of an Olam Anitzchi of being uh, in that frame of reference, there's nothing lacking, but it can't be half-baked. It's all or nothing. And therefore, when Yaakov saw that Esav was so thrown off and so distressed, he recognized that he wasn't relating to being an Ish Sada in this context, and therefore he wasn't right to be the Bukhar and uh, went in a different direction. But back to the Chazanish, so he says that a person has to be living and, and develop this idea the, that, that he relates to everything not through going with the flow, not through a this-worldly limited expression of his taivas, but that everything is really by a regesh musari, uh, and that's why it can't be half-baked, because it's a question of what's the default, what's the canvas on which you're relating to life. When everything that he does, a person has these two faculties. There's the ethical imperative, there's the conscience, if you will, right, we discussed earlier, and I think the first one in Sharon Musser, that you know, if a person has a conscience, so why do they need Musser and Tyre and so forth, Maral spoke a bit, little bit in Derech Chaim and Akdama, but a person has these two faculties, and they're both there. Neither one of them is inferior, really, to the other. The question is, is, what is subservient to what? A person is going to eat. They are going to have expressions of their taiva. But which one, which one is primary, and which one is coming to, to serve the other? Right? Well, we mentioned Ephron a little bit, but... Uh, as Harambam 
Well, that's really in different context. Anyway, right? created Yashar, right? If Mali uh, if a person was really in touch, then they they would see the truth from inside of them. It would resonate. We would tap into what's beetzem there. And he says the Ramban on Veaschan and says Lefishi Efshel Hazgir Betayers Kolan Hagas Adam Im Shchena Vereya Vachoma Soma Tano Vetikuno Ayishiva Medinas Kulam. The Torah can't mention every single interaction that'll ever come up in the world. Two lines up. Again, we're plotting points around the graph until the picture of the Tzura emerges, and then a person will be able to relate to anything that comes up. Will understand whether it's in line with what they're accomplishing or no, and therefore. Afterwards, says the Tyra, Kichazo Loime Bidera Klau, she has a Toivia Yasher, top of page 182, Beholdavar, Adshi Konis Bezehapshara, Velif Nimishur's Hadin, Kagon Mashis Kiru Bedina de Barmetra, Vafilumash Amru Pirkai Na, Vidiburo Benachas and Abrios, Adshi Kare, Behol Indian, Tumvi Yasher. That we move to a point, now we understand what it means to be Yasher, what it means to be Tumim, what it means, and then a person can align all of their actions with this goal. Harea Yasher, Vatov, Yan Hogash, Adame, Atzmoyaimen. They're not going to need a specific directive. Number two, Rav Yerucham, Shail. He says it can't be that a tzaddik doesn't do any averis. Tzaddik can do averis. Can't be that a rasha, rasha doesn't do mitzvahs. A rasha could do mitzvahs. Elazos third line. My avchana. What's truly the distinction? And he says, When comes the Yetzer who attacks and it urges the person A person fights the good fight. He does not, similar to going with the flow, We'll see a little bit different. The Chaznish was talking about Atsura versus whether they are go go with the flow, the rule by the Taiva, by the Koyach Taivani versus the Regish uh, Musari. Over here, he's framing it as uh, not Musar over Taiva specifically, but the idea that when a person has an urge that's going in a certain direction, are they prepared to push back? That you have pushback. And he brings a Gemara from Yuma where there were two women, both of whom had a craving to eat on Yom Kippur, and they whispered to the, to, to the woman so that the, the Uber would either calm down, from the, the fetus would either calm down from causing the craving or not, and one did calm down. Uh, from whispering to her that it was Yom Kippur and that was a tzaddik, that was Rabbi Yochan, and the other one was Shabsai Oitzer Peri, who was a, a, somebody who was a price gouger. A few lines from the end of the paragraph. And the other one, a Russia. So the Uber doesn't have das. There's no bechira yet to the Uber. What does it mean that one is a tzaddik and one is a rasha? What is, what is Chazal bringing out the point? We can't use even the terms really. Like, what, what are we talking about? About a fetus that they're tzaddik and rasha? They're not a bardas. They don't have bechira. A Chazal hikiru beuber zeh shepasak mitayvaso sheish like kayach lama binegel letayvaso. This Uber had in it. They saw. Think about das. It was a certain kayach that it was causing a craving, and they whispered that it was Yom Kippur. However, exactly the application, but just to bring out the point, what Chazal or Omed on it pushed back against the natural tendency. Shall Russia and this is the dividing line, and he brings the Chayvus Halavav is very powerful. Mashal Hatera Nourishal Yitzar Hara Hasoyne Agadol the big enemy Hanimsach that is poured, melted in, slipped into Bekayches Navshchavam Uruv Bermezeg Ruchacha. He is slipped into. He is uh, mixed into your mezeg, into your mixture, into your personality. Balat Sascha. He is your greatest advisor. Becholtun Osech and everything that you do. Who Goimer? Right. What we said the Yitzar now became the. I. We're in a situation and we want to know what is the right thing to do. And all of a sudden, it's scary to think about the Yitzhahara as something external. But the Yitzhahara is sitting there and it's slipping into us. What, what, what should we be doing in a particular situation? If a person's careful from it, and he designates his, his mental agents, right? He, he's prepared to put back, to separate himself from this. He'll remove the arrows. He'll be saved. Now, question, says Rav Yerucham, we know that a person 
to be successful against the Yitzhar and Yitzhiyat This is the big Yitzhah. Get ready to push back. Amnam Kenu, yes. To win is really Be'etzim Siyat HaDashmaya. Right, Chavaz Alavaz talks about the fact that every act, you decide to act, you try to execute on the act, and then there's the result. To be Menatzeach over the Yitzhar, over the result, is Be'etzim Nitziyat HaDashmaya. Kil Malei Kodesh Baruch Hu Azrein Yachalai Shinemar Lukim Lo Yizven That is not the place that we're focused on about the result. Mal Adam Lasos, what is our Makai Mavaida? Lamoid, Mineged Lietzer Bechirov Nefesh to put up the fight. The Lushan that he uses is a reference to Yaakov that says, Vayero Kilo Yachalo, Vayekrishmo Yisrael, Kisarisa Melkim, Vimanoshim Vatuchal. The Yaakov struggled back and with Malachim Vatuchal. Umaymer Lenidfaz Raka Reisham, a Chazak Menonisha, Belibi Adayom says, that that uh, I remember this. I, I didn't see this printed, but I remember it. But this was my understanding. Not to be bimitar, to bamitar. That we come, we step forward, we struggle, we push back. Then we will have Our task is to fight, and our Kaddish Baruch will give us Yat for the result, like we say in the end by Neila, that Yirotza in Shaloi Echta, that to not actually uh, be over, that's Yat but we say Kaddish Baruch Hu willing to be on the path and push back, that's our Makam Avoda. So until we don't avoid Nisayan, until we're not in a situation where we're not holding there yet, or that we're not able to be Gaiver the Yatser. So then, then we, we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu that, the, that that result shouldn't happen. But th- that's not our task. And then the third one, and then we will make one more comment to tie it back to the beginning. Hamahalech Hashlishi who shall Maranov Gan Revelio Desler is Bekuntras Hachesed. Right, we said there's many ways to divide the page. There's two types of people. There's uh, numbers people and language people. Right, but famously Kuntras Hachesed and the uh, if you have the English Strive for Truth, I think that Rev Carmel is the one who edited both the Hebrew Mechter Melio as well as the Strive for Truth. So it's a uh, Good uh, translation, but in any event, There's two types of people in the world. There are givers and there are takers. A person, until there was a Rabbi Fran clip that went out this week, and he said that a person, how, how does a person align with a Kaddish Baruch Hu? A Kaddish Baruch Hu is Be'etzem, the ultimate giver. If something is infinite, then they're lacking nothing. Something that is lacking nothing can't receive anything. So therefore, when a person gives, so a person should find, I think Rabbi Victor Miller puts this as one of the ten steps to greatness, a person should engage in acts of chesed that nobody knows about. There's not going to be credit, it's selfless, not even a thing, not, not, not even a it doesn't mean the person does chesed. Sometimes the biggest chesed is to let the person give you that bottle of wine or say thank you. It doesn't mean to never accept, but to engage in quiet acts of chesed. A person should cultivate and bring out this kayach of being a Naisen. The, the, I had a thought, it, it says, this is, I think, my own thought, but it says that by Ephron, so Ephron was going to give Avram Avinu the property, and then Avram didn't want to take it, so he said, okay, 400 shekel, and then all of a sudden, it seems that things, Ephron gets a lot of flack. It says that he said he was going to do a lot, he didn't do even a little bit. What did he do wrong? It seemed to be that the transaction was fine, and the Gemara, I know only where it is because I looked it up, because I don't really remember Dothan that well, but in Bava Metziah, Dath Pezai, and it talks about the fact that Ephron had Avram agree to 400 shekel, and when he's going to hold him to 400 shekel, he said, well, there's a place, it would be like, imagine I said, you know, five big ones, instead of, could, that could, is that a dollar, or is that hundred dollar bills? There's a place where they call a kanter and a shekel, kant is from Russian cent, of like a hundred, that each shekel was really the value of a hundred shekels. So really, it was a little bit of a bait and switch. It seems that he, that he uh, proposed 400 shekel, and then he held him to a much larger amount. But what was going on over here? And then he, he gets a lot of flack. Ephron, Be'etzem, now all of a sudden, I suggest that in the beginning, now his initial statements became clear where they were coming from also. Ephron was Be'etzem 
a super taker in this in lining it up in this context, right? So Ephron Be'etzem Avram Avinu is a, is a melach. Avram, somebody he was going to give Avram Avinu some little cave on the corner of some land to bury his dead, and and to do this for not that much of a cost, he was going to in front of everybody it was going to be a great thing. Now it's going to be an arm's length transaction. To be an arm's length transaction for for good payment, so I didn't do anything. You needed something. I gave you something. You paid a fair price. I have I'm Be'etzem not able to take no covered, no nothing. So big deal. I was around when you needed it. So now the how is he going to be able to? The true self came out, and he had to be able to take as much as he possibly could, and it leaked out around the edges, and he pulled his bait and switch. And now once you saw his true colors, so now we understand how could it be that in the beginning he was willing to give it to him for free, and then all of it because Be'etzem it was the same. It was the same media that was really controlling the earlier behavior, and that is really what became clear and got fleshed out based on the uh, on the behavior at the end. But it, back over here, he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gets nothing in return. And they get really by us very little, uh, the Chovah Salvavis talks about in the beginning of uh, right? really every time that we give, even if you're just ge- getting the satisfaction, HaKadosh Baruch Hu he talks about it when he talks about the idea of, of, of having gratitude, but really every giver in a certain context, a person even the, the ultimate taking care of a child so then they have a maternal instinct, an Adon wants to keep his Eved good, a, a worker wants to right, so even in the giving for the most part, there's some sort of a taking there's some sort of a benefit mixed in, even if it's just feeling like a good person. But to cultivate and bring out this idea to align ourselves with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that we should be a Naisein, and that is, Be'etzem, you know, this is, if you've ever worked in a Gaisha environment, otherwise this is going to sound crazy to you, and a person has uh, a baby, you, for the first thing you get is like, you know, almost a smile, especially if it's like the first or second kid, and then immediately they say like, oh, are you done? Right? Oh, I had my kids early, right? And now, now they're out of the house, and we're getting back a person who views their life as being selfish so the truth is they want to have children because they want they want to have children but at a certain point they want to get back they want to get back to their life because the life belongs to them a person who views themselves their role their definition it's who I am is a link in the chain I am a link in the Messiah so whether it's in the context of parents and children whether it's caretakers of a different sort whether it's being a Rebbe whether it's being as part of a community it's not viewed as taking away from your atzmius, it's not that the people who I gave to are somebody who is impacting, they're cramping my style, because my style is somebody who's going to be a nice saying. If you've ever been to a funeral uh, in the course of events, you know, I've been to, I've not, either not, not from, you know, not from people, you go to some Levaya uh, often, and you, no matter who it is, you can walk away and be like, I wish I got to know this person better. I didn't realize that this was that, that, that this was that type of person. Almost everybody, everybody on the block, all of a sudden, yeah, you, you, you know, no matter who it is, you find out that your next door neighbor is like the Godla Adar, and you become, you know, oh my gosh, I never realized. And then you go to some a funeral, and I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. I've literally heard these things, you know, occasionally. Again, somebody at work, you go, the um, they loved music, they loved pets, they loved ice cream, right? The, the whole thing is not about what they contributed to life. It's about what they were able to take out of life. And even if it was, you know, it's not that they were a good father oftentimes. They loved their, it's what their children did for, for them, for their ego. But it's just, it's an injured perspective. Obviously, a lot of things blur the lines. But there's a nice and a night How is a person defined vis-a-vis their surroundings, their community as they relate? We will get back at some point Maybe to Chelak Dalid of the first, to Chelak Aleph and Aleshur, the fourth Shar talks about the transition into becoming an Ish Klaub. But in any event, a person wants to vacuum everything into their self. 
They're selfish, they're self-centered. Right? If you love the fish, then why did you eat it? Right? You love, the, you love yourself. A person finds himself in a situation and their question is, is, I'm standing around doing nothing. How can I help? How can I contribute? What's my role here in terms of, right, the Bali Musr used to walk around with two papers, I am everything, I am nothing. Because, right, no matter how insignificant whatever it is, that little piece in the umbrella is, if it's missing, then the entire thing collapses. Our chashivas comes as part of a, a klal, part of a prad also, in terms of our own avoda, in terms of our family, in terms of our community, in terms of who we are. Our, that's our significance in terms of uh, going upwards, in terms of our being misak in the world. Like the Rambam says, right, by Hilchus Tshuva, first the person should know that their own acts imagine that uh, it's half good, half bad, uh, they're abandoned, and one act could tilt, tilt the scale, and then imagine the community, and the city, and outward and outward, that you can literally change the world. If we're doing Likute Maran on Sunday, it talks also that a person can do tshuva. His tshuva can literally impact other people who might be Risham, who have no shaykhus. One person can literally impact the world. But in any event, we are a nosein. We have something to contribute. If, uh, even in discipline, right? we all get frustrated when our kids do the wrong thing. Let's say a person was going to be a teacher or a rebbe, Rev. Simcha of Noach Orlewick talks about this in uh, being able to to be mechanach without frustration, discipline without frustration. Let's say a person was going to be, their job was to be a Rebbe or mechanach in a special needs school. And there was a kid who was special. They wouldn't take that personally. All of a sudden, they have the most patience, right? This, because this becomes their job. If you've ever had the opportunity to learn with one of your kids, it takes about four and a half seconds, depending who you are, before you're getting frustrated, whatever it is. If you've ever had the opportunity where somebody said, this is a difficult case to learn with somebody else's kid, all of a sudden, you're like, sitting there, you're drawing pictures, that you're, go, you're willing to go over it 57 times, right, until the point that you're like, you know, it's nice that I was able to do this because I never knew that I had these kaychas, I thought that I, that, that I have like a four-second attention span to learn with somebody else. But in any event, he says, until a person views themselves as being a nice saying, then all of a sudden the other midos will fall into line. This is my challenge, this is how I contribute, this is how I can grow. They're patient and they're not going to take revenge, right? Everything is a Kaddish Baruch Hu giving them a gift wrap package to grow even in the situation that might not be in line with what they wanted, but it's not a question of where God fits into their world, it's a question of where they fit into God's world. Where a person says, I can give you what goes around comes around. If I help you, then you'll help me out. Even the giving, every situation that a person approaches, what context are they looking at it with? And that person who everything that they do, even in the context of giving, is a question of how it'll come back around to him, that's one tzura. And the other person... Is a, a way that he can contribute. These are two ways of uh, living everything. Go look at the country's chesed over there. Strive for truth in English. We have that a person should not lose the forest for the trees, that he should be a baltsura. We saw in the chazanish. In. He has to have a sensitivity to nu- nuance and to subtlety and gentle. And, he, and everything comes from, he has to be like we discussed by, uh, he has to be a ben oilam haba. He lives, everything has, the mo- whether or not the tefillin is an inch in the wrong spot, right, is going to be whether or not he's yaitse do raisa, whether or not he's going to have kavana in a certain thing. Could affect whether or not he's yet, well, he's yet say a mitzvah and kachim, right? A wrong kavana can make that a person's chayiv kare. Everything is tali and nua, and he's a baltsur, and everything fits into a picture, and he's a, he's a balnitzchi, and he's ruled with this sensitivity and this subtlety, and everything is within the, within the musari, and not that he's letting things go with the flow. And we fleshed that out over there. When it comes to Rav Yerucham, so we fleshed out this idea. A person who is fighting the fight. A person who is willing to stand up. A person who is willing to struggle. A person who is willing to struggle. 
Kabel Tzuras Shel Chayne Vinosein Vaashrelo. But in any event, these three things, and perhaps there are more as well. The the, the this idea of building a tzura before a person is going to get lost in the individual midos and they're going to be machmir where they shouldn't. Again, like we said, it's not in line with their personality. It's not that something that they're ready for. It's going to become, it's going to become distorted. Rabbi Nachman actually talks about that a bechina's rutzov a shov. A person has his batlus, right, in their avaida. First, they want to have just total rutzin Hashem, but then they have to come back to earth. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want the avoda from malachim. Avoda wants the, 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 that, we have to, that we have to have avoda in where we are now. After, after 120 years, then we'll be in the ilam that's, that's kulo ruchni. However, one of the things Rabbi Nachman says that if a person doesn't have the clea for it, if the gap is too large between the their, their hasagas that they want to then be able to bring back down to earth, they don't have a kli kibble for the art to go back into, then their avoda at, at, at best it's not going to stick and they'll have you know a great experience then all of a sudden it won't impact them at all. Alternatively, he talks about this in the fourth Torah, uh, alternatively, so then it's going to become tremendously distorted because they're going to filter their ideas of avoda and ruchnius through where they're holding now. So a person has to, 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 to work on individual things without developing a to understand it, to relate to it in context, and ultimately to be able to integrate it into himself, so he's going to end up with nothing. And then uh, I'm just going to mention one other one other point. Coming back to where we said that it's Be'etzem tying this into the Avod of Yaakov that takes us through base Lavan. I'm going to, just because it's late, I'm going to make it uh, very quick. But the the idea of having a Shlemus, like we said, that Ish Tam is a Shlemus as opposed to being an Ish Sada. The Gemara in Psachim, Ravon Lopiansky discusses this, but he says the Gemara in Psachim talks about the different uh, the different Avodas that Avram related to Avodah as a Har and Yitzchak as a, as, as a Sada and Yaakov as a, as a bias or the most uh, elementary form of bias, it would be an oil, but in terms of the tzura, in terms of the structure of it, the, the three stages of Avaida, Be'etzem, Avram Avinu was the first on the scene, and he put, until you don't know what you're looking at, you put up Kaddish Baruch Hu, so to speak, on the har. That becomes the summit, that becomes the peak, it becomes what you're shooting for. You have to identify this as an ideal, and Kaddish Baruch Hu is at the top of it, that's a har. After a person has the good, so then, there's the Eitzadas Taivara. At a certain point, the next thing is the digestive process. You have to separate the wheat from the chaff. This happens in the Sada, and this is a practical Avaida. You have the good, and now you have to refine the good. Yitzchak is Pachad Yitzchak. He was he, he was a, he was a kadosh, right? There was a certain uh, avoid over there. Comes Yaakov Avinu, and Yaakov Avinu is a bias. What's a bias? A bias is where there's a certain where, where there's a kiyum. That in terms of we said that Bereshis is bishvil Rashis, Chala and Truma, not chronologically the first, but in Tachlis this is the first. That Klal Yisrael is the is the, the is Chala and Truma. That Klal Yisrael is the Tachlis of the world. Could be until there was all the the Ammin, and then Avram came onto the scene. But this was Be'etz and what the world was created for was for was for Klal Yisrael. That until the, you don't have that the that the that the that the vegetation is a roya pnea bias that it comes into the bias. There's no kiyam. It's still going to be eaten with arai. But until the chiyuv kicks in, that's when it's roya pnea bias. That's where there is a uh, where there's a kiyam. The maral. So he mentioned the maral talks in terms of mitzvah goyreres mitzvah that things that are organically uh, connected come together. And the example that Ravon Lopiansky gave, he says, let's say a person is pushing a car or a locomotive. But a person pushes a car, so then they don't push separately the wheel and the door handle and the person inside the car. As a person relates to something that's a tzura, that there's a certain shlemus to, so then everything impacts everything else. And, and if, but if you're pulling a bumper out of the junkyard, so as you pull it, it could be agav grara, that one thing is going to get dragged along. But the etzem, they're separate pieces. When we relate to taira and mitzvahs, we relate to them, if we relate to just a bunch of separate commandments and things that you learn and one thing doesn't impact the other. So then what we end up having is we're not building ourselves up into a tsuras adam. We're not building ourselves up into a shlemus. Until a person, I'm good at learning, but davening is not for me. I'm good at chesed, but I don't like to learn. I like to learn muster, halacha. Until a person, yes, a person's going to have certain tears, but until a person builds themselves up into a shlemus, if all of a sudden they're super machbed and machmer in one area, and another area of halacha, another area of avoda, not to say that a person's work on everything at the same time, but it becomes that it's not Hashiv, it's Ratzon Hashem. A person who is a 
perfectionist. So the, the, it could be that the way that you fold the napkins, you, you know, if, you, if a person is, does mitzvah, let's start like this, the per, does mitzvah for schar, so they can then do the mitzvahs that have the most schar, right? It's, meant, it's brought down that that's why a Kodesh Baruch Hu didn't tell us what the schar for mitzvahs is, because then a person would just do mitzvahs for the most schar. But it, naturally, you're going to balance one thing, uh, one thing out against the other, and if the schar would get taken away, or there would be a perception that a person has more to gain in another area, okay, so this is infinite reward, so then it's just a question of, of what, what, what's the benefit that I stand to gain, but until a person is a perfectionist, and working on the napkin on the table at the wedding is just as important uh, to a person that could throw them off just as much as the band, until a person is looking for a tzurah shlema, so then if things are different, so then reboy matters, if I want money, so more money is better, but let's say I have a house, and the house needs a door, so if I say if one door is good, I'll put up five doors, right, so that's not better, that's weird, if two, two eyes is good, so a person has ten eyes, that's a deformity, I don't know, that's weird, when a person is dealing with a shlemus, the question isn't whether more is better, the question is whether or not there's a certain, there's a, there's a tzura of completeness, Yaakov Avinu, a baby, is born with all of their limbs, it doesn't mean that a baby reached godless, if Yaakov was born as a shalim, so then there was no avoda in the world, yeah, a, a, a baby has, he has his tzura shlema, and now he has to grow into a chashev. Yaakov Avinu was, was an ishtam. Until you have the har and the sada, but the kiyom of avoda is where a person is be'etzim operating within a tzura of shlemos. And then Yaakov Avinu went forward to get his godless. Esav was an ish sada the way that we're looking at things it's not that there's not makom for avoda there but if it wasn't like we explained before in a tzura of being a, of being a bal nitzchi so then it, it, it can't survive it's not be'etzem it's not be'etzem stable so that the avoda is to define the good to filter out the bad but ultimately it has to be that a, that a person is working towards shlemus then that be'etzem that be'etzem is where uh, is, is where Musr is the, the Rav Chaim Levitz brings he says in a couple places Places in in different ways. Uh, page nun ches in Musar. He says zeu in sechus Musar. Zeh tachlus limen of Musar she yivdok adam is atzmo tamed bchal eis bchal matzav. In every situation, it says also Sarah was in the medrash over there that she was a tamim. It doesn't mean that the avoda one she was hiding in the box and uh, having guests and uh, that that avoda is the same that a person's always in the base medrash. Sometimes you're taking out the garbage, but there's an avoda in every single situation. Bchal matzav she yarei shemayim adayin lo igil. If you're not checking as against every situation. Whether or not you're approaching it as a yare shemayim, whether you're a noisein or a noitel, whether you're, you're you're pushing back, whether you're engaged with the regesh musari, so then a person has not reached the shlemas. They're only operating well within one particular area, but not necessarily within the, the other area. And this be'etzem is like we started off to have the Torah of Yaakov that until we don't have a tzura, then we don't approach uh, we don't approach our avoda as a uh, as a as an ishtam as a as a shalem shkarech.